Yo, what's up guys? It's your boy Ash, back once again with another Juice Shots, and I'm here delivering, you know what it is, it's the stats, it's the statage, bro. Right, um, Blank Game Week 28, now this has been a tr tricky one for a lot of people, um, if you've engineered it like me, you've obviously set your wildcard team a couple of weeks back in preparation for this, but some of you may be on a free hit, some of you may be on a wildcard, and you may be looking for those little gems, those picking the right captain, those just those those little touches of brilliance that you need to get ahead, climb those mini leagues. And that's what I'm going to be delivering for you in this video. So before we get going, guys, please just like the video, subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying the content, and let's get straight into it. Now, as you know, we've partnered up with our good friends over at DraftHound. They've come up with an amazing platform for you to help grow and become a better FPL manager. It has amazing tools on there, such as their assistant manager, which will give you suggestions on which players you should pick, better value picks. They have player rankings as well, differentials, fixture analysis, clean sheet odds. They've got the works. It's all on there. So make sure you go and check it out. It's absolutely free to sign up. All you have to do is click the link in this description and you can have a little play around with it, experiment. Super easy, really user-friendly, clean layout, really, really nice work they've done. And now it's available on iOS, Apple as well. So check it out. Let me know what you think of the platform. Um, but it's DraftHound stats that we're going to be using for this video, as we always do. And it's their main metric, which is the expected points. So let's get into it and let's start things off with the goalies. Now, here's your top five goalies for Blank Game Week 28. Uh, down in fifth, you've got Jose Saar, 5.5% um, owned. He's got a home fixture against Leeds. He's predicted to get 3.7 points. This is going to be a tough game. Uh, make no mistake about it. This is going to be a bit of a, a relegation six-pointer. Both teams down there fighting for their lives. Uh, and I can see both teams really going at it on this one. So if you if you are one of the 5.5% that does own Saar, I, I wouldn't feel too confident about this. Um, also bearing in mind he's only kept one clean sheet in the last six matches. They've not been fantastic. They're a bit mm, up and down, but then again, so a lead. So um, this one could go either way um, and I wouldn't be too confident of a clean sheet here. In fourth place, you've got Fraser Forster, um, 3.9 mils. He's your budget friendly option here. Um, obviously no clean sheet in the last two, but he did save that Andre Ayew penalty. So... Forster, the big man's got he's got it in him to get some points, even though like Tottenham aren't the most secure at the back. But um yeah, and, and at 4.3% he represents differential material as well. Um just a note on this one: Saints do rank bottom for home form um, and the second worst home attack. So this could be this could be a nice easy day at the office for Fraser Forster. So yeah, if you've got him, I'd feel confident about him this week. Uh, in third, Emiliano Martinez, World Cup winner, of course. Got a home fixture against Bournemouth. He's predicted to get, same as Forster, 3.8 points. Um, and at 4.9 mil, not really a budget-friendly option, I'd say. But mm, uh, I think there's, let's say there's cheaper keepers out there that I would prefer. Um, that being said, Villa have kept two clean sheets in the last three matches. Um yeah, what more do you want? What more can they say? I think the, the the thing with this one is Villa probably need one more win and they're guaranteed safety almost. That puts them on 38 points. So, uh, and Bournemouth obviously right down at the bottom of the league. 
I think Emery will be targeting this one to just really go out, put a dominant display in, bank those three points, and, and that basically ensures safety. And there's no better game for them to do that in than this one against Bournemouth. So, um, yeah, if you've got Martinez, I'd be confident of a clean sheet here as well. In second, Aaron Ramsdale. He's predicted to get 4.3 points in their home fixture against Crystal Palace. Uh, not too much of a differential, Ramsdale. 11.9% owned. Um, bit of a tricky patch they did have. However, Arsenal have kept three clean sheets in their last four. Um, so, yeah, real upturn in form in terms of defensively. Um, and just to add insult to injury from a Palace point of view... They've only scored four goals in their last 10 matches. So it, the goals have just really dried up for Palace. If there's ever a game that you think this is going to be a banked clean sheet here, it's going to be this one. Arsenal at home with the crowd behind them. I know Zaha's back, but I don't know. He's just been very ineffectual. Um, obviously, he's seeing out his contract with, with Crystal Palace. So probably doesn't want to, you know, put too much effort in just to avoid injury injury again. Um, but yeah, look, if you've got Ramsdale, it's looking really good. And then right there at the top, uh, obviously 195% owned in the FPL Twitter community, it's Kepa Aritha Bagalaga. Um, home game against Everton, he's predicted to get 4.5 points in this fixture. You'd think this was going to be uh, like a nailed on clean sheet, but one clean sheet in the last five for, for Everton. That being said, Everton have the third worst attack in the league uh, with only eight goals away from home. So it depends what Chelsea want to turn up, basically. If the if the Chelsea that played against Leicester turn up, despite the fact they gave away some really good opportunities, particularly that Keenan Dewsbury Hall one, um, then this this could be a tricky day. But if it all goes right, if, if the right Chelsea turn up, um, the one that played against Leicester for large portions of that game, this should be a fairly clean-cut 1-0, 2-0 result. So, Kepa, owners, you should feel very, very confident this game week. Okay, let's go into defenders. Uh, once again, the list is dominated by Arsenal, and for good reason. Obviously, I mentioned um, just in my chat about Ramsdale just then. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with Saliba. He's predicted to get 5.4 points along with Ben White and Gabriel. It's a case of if you've got them, play them. Um, but the likelihood is you've probably got two Arsenal forwards, midfielders or forwards. Um, so you've only got one of these guys. So it's about obviously having the right one. Um, yeah, look, for, for all of them, for all of the Arsenal defenders here, along with Ramsdale, three clean sheets in the last four. Um, it's worth mentioning that Arsenal have a 60% chance of a clean sheet in this game, which is which is the highest in game week 28, according to Draft Town. So they're, they are table-topping in terms of, if you're looking for a clean sheet, they're as close to banking a clean sheet as it comes this game week. So any one of these is good. Uh, obviously, Ben White, he scored in the goal against Bournemouth, so a bit of attacking threat there, we know. Problem with him is Tommy Yasu on that right side. He, they, he, they tend to sort of rotate a bit. Um, so if you're looking for someone who's a bit more of a minutes magnet, Gabriel Saliba, 100%, they're going to start and finish games. Gabriel obviously scored in the last game against um, Fulham. So he, we know about his attacking potential too. Um, before I get to the top one, Kieran Trippier. No clean sheet in his last five for Newcastle. After that amazing run that they had where people were 
not only had Trippier, they were doubling up with either Cher or Botman, or sometimes even tripling up with, with Pope as well. It's all kind of falling apart a little bit. I'm not going to get carried away because we know they're a solid outfit, right? But, yeah, it's not it's not been looking good, Brev. You know what I'm saying? Um, did get an assist in his last match. Um, so we know, obviously, Trippier's on the set piece. He's on the free kicks, the direct free kicks. He takes every corner. He's the captain. Minutes magnet. There's no worries about that. Um, and what what also could compound this in terms of Newcastle racking up a nice little clean sheet here and Trippier getting some returns, is that Forrest could be without their most potent attacking weapon, which has been Brennan Johnson. So he might not be fit. And if he's not fit, points in the bag. I'll say it. I'll say it, points in the bag. But at um, 65% ownership, unless you're captain in him, it's probably not going to help you in your rank gain chase. Uh, but yeah, that's FPL for you. Right, and then top. Everything that I just said about all the Arsenal defenders applies to Zinchenko um, in his last four. Obviously, three clean sheets. He has got an assist in that time as well. Predicted to get 6.1 points in this game week. He's in my team, so I'm hoping for big things from Alexander. Right, midfielders. We're moving to the sort of business end again now. So, down in fifth, Hummin Son. Someone I've not talked about on my juice shots very often. Um, looks to have come to a little bit of form of late. Got a, an away fixture against Southampton. We know traditionally that he loves to play against Southampton away. Um, predicted to get 4.9 points in this fixture. Son's got two goals in his last four games. He started the last two. However, the previous two, he was on the bench. So that is a bit of a concern, especially when you consider his price at 11.6. He is premium. Um but I think with the form he's shown, he looks like he's growing back back in confidence. That confidence that he's shown last season when he was the top goal scorer. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't think he'll start on the bench in this game. I think he'll probably start. Um, and he's on set pieces, which is great. So he's on corners. Um, differential two at 6.6% owned. There's a lot of good reasons. There's a lot of good things going for Son. It's just a case of can he get that form back? Um, and and this is probably the, the perfect game for him to demonstrate if he is back. Because Saints have conceded the joint second most goals at home in the league this season. So it's a weak defence. I know their form's improved. Don't get me wrong. I know Saints' form has improved. They, they have become less leaky. But at home... They've they've not been not been the not been the best. So um yeah, let's see what Song can do. Um in fourth, we've got Leandro Trossard. Obviously, off the back of those three assists in his last game. Uh, five assists in five matches. Um and yeah, what a performance that was against uh against Fulham. Absolutely ripped him to shreds. Um here's the problem with Trossard. Gabriel Jesus is coming back. He he came on in the last game. I, I wouldn't expect Gabriel Jesus to start. Um, games right now but we need to be having that in the back of our mind if we've got if we've got Trossard I mean only 7.4% of managers have got him they're probably mainly still living off the Brighton days they're probably all zombie, zombie teams from when he played at Brighton was absolutely tearing up but yeah we've got to be conscious that Gabriel Jesus is coming back um, and despite him being quite a budget friendly pick there are just there are better picks from Arsenal um, in all truth all right, in third, you know, the top three are who we expect. We've got Odegaard, um, two goals and one assist in his last five matches. Just keeps delivering. This guy's 
absolutely outrageous. Some some of the some of the play is just incredible. Like I, I watch him and I think he's just so aware of everything that's around him. But his first touch, his weight of pass, is just different class. I mean, we're talking De Bruyne levels, and you know how much I love the Kevin De Bruyne. This guy is very close, mate. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, look, captain minutes magnet on set pieces on the free kicks, cheap. So he's six point nine mil. This guy, this guy should be premium. He plays like a premium player. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's in my team. He's probably in your team as well. Just a note here: Arsenal scored thirty four goals at home this season, which is the joint second highest along with Liverpool and only behind Man City. So when I talk about this this fixture, this should be a quite comfortable 2-0, 3-0, maybe even more um, home win. So, um, yeah, there's Odegaard for you. And then Martinelli, five goals in his last five matches. This guy's in red-hot form. A lot of people took him out. Those that left him in or brought him back in have been reaping the rewards. He's been absolutely amazing. Kind of been playing in that, in that number nine position and kind of switching, rotating really well, linking up really, really well with um, Leandro Trossard of late. So he's been amazing, rewarding owners. Um, he ranks joint fourth for goal involvement this game week. So there's a good chance that he's going to bag some points. Um, and yeah, what more can you say about him? Uh, and then top, Bukayo Saka. To round off the Arsenal quad, quadruplet, let's say. Uh, 10 goals and 10 assists all season from 27 starts. 20 goal involvements from 27 starts is absolutely phenomenal from the kid. Um, he has blanked in his last two, but to me, that just says he's going to blow up in this game. He's going to just pop off. Um, he's on the penalties, as we know. We know he's an absolute minutes magnet and he ranks top for goal involvement this game week. Uh, sorry, doesn't rank top. He ranks second for goal involvement this game week. With all those things in combined, he's a definite um, He's a definite contender for the captaincy pick this week. He's, he's, he's my captain at the moment. I'm going to see what happens tonight because this is being recorded prior to the uh, the Premier League matches that are happening Wednesday evening. Um, I'm still not 100%, but I'm I'm almost there. I think Saka could be the one this game week. But let's let's see, let's see. Um, and then, yeah, let's move on to some forwards. So here we got down in fifth, we've got Kai Havertz. Um, scored in his last match against Leicester. Absolutely outrageous. That was a beautiful goal. Gorgeous goal. Lovely touch for the finish of that Enzo assist. Um, but he did blank in his previous six and six goals and one assist all season from 22 starts. I know they've had a change in manager. I know things have changed, but that is not the kind of goal record I want from my Chelsea forward. Um, and so for that reason, I won't be touching him, but there are a lot of positives. Like I say, he is a minutes magnet. He's getting a good run in the team and he's playing at, um, he's playing that centre forward role now. Potter trusts him up there. Um, he's fairly cheap, 7.5 mil, I'd say that's budget friendly and he's on the penalties now since Jorginho's gone. So there are some plus points if you're going to go Kai. Um, in fourth, now this is a bit of a funny one because I actually don't think Wilson starts this game. I think Isak start, starts this game. Obviously he started the last game and scored, but Draft Town have got Wilson down to start this game. So I'm going to go by Draft Town. I'm just going to say, I'm going to put it out there. I think, I think personally, Isak starts this game. But we're going to talk about Wilson for now. Um, we know what Wilson can do. We know he's a he's a natural finisher. But 
he's had a tough time and he always does this. He always has these little spurts in the team before he gets injured and then he kind of struggles to gain the form back. Blanked in his last three, previously only two returns in seven. Um, so not fantastic. He is on pens um, if he's on the pitch. Again, he's budget friendly, 6.9 mils, nice little price there. Um, and he does rank joint fourth for goal involvement this game week. So draft town, I got him up there, 4.3 expected points. Yeah, looks good. Um, just worry. I just worry that he doesn't start over, over Isak. But yeah, let's see what happens. In third, Watkins. This is my guys. I'm looking to bring in this, this game week for Erlen Haaland. Yes, I'm looking to bring in Watkins for Haaland this game week. And let me tell you why. Watkins has been in superb form. Six goals and one assist uh, from his last seven matches is is just incredible form. Um, Emery's managed to get something out of him that that we that he knew he was there. He's been scoring goals for days, you know, from day one. Even when he was at Brentford, he was an absolute goal scorer. Um, but yeah, he seems to have got the trust in him from his manager um, and from his team. And by all accounts, he could have been two or even three in the last game against West Ham. He's on penalties. He's budget-friendly at 7.3 mil. Although it says he's 9.9% owned, he has gone up to 10.3. So it's not quite a differential anymore. But that's not going to stop me. And when you combine this with the fact that Bournemouth have conceded 35 goals away from home this season, which is a league high, I can only see a Watkins... I'm going to say a Watkins Hall this week. Like I said... Villa just need to bag this win and they're, they're up. They're staying in the Premier League for another season quite comfortably. So, yeah, I love, I'm love i loving the Watkins move. Um, yeah, predicting five points. Then second, we've got Ivan Tony. Obviously plays this Wednesday evening. Um, 18 goal involvements from 23 starts is superior form. Um, he ranks the third highest for goal involvement in this game week. He's the main man, minutes magnet. He's on penalties. He's on free kicks. There's really nothing not to like about about Ivan Tony, um, and so yeah, five point two he's expected to get here. And then top of the tree, we've got Harry Kane uh, predicted to get six point four points. Um, what can you say about this guy? He's having an absolute stonker of a season. Twenty six goal involvements from twenty seven starts this season is outrageous form. And had it not been for the extraordinary feat and capabilities and record-breaking just unbelievableness of Erling Haaland, we would all be absolutely professing over how amazing Harry Kane is and how it's a crime he's never won a trophy. So, look, Kane, Kane is Kane. He's the man. Um, we talked about how they love this fixture away at Southampton. Um, and so, yeah, I, I can see some some goals here. He's probably going to be a lot of people's captain shouts this week. He does rank the highest for goal involvement in blank game week 28. He's on the pens and the free kicks and he is, he's the main man, a bit like Tony at Brentford. So um, yeah, from, from a captain point of view, uh, I think it's going to be between Kane and Saka and or Martinelli, potentially Odegaard. I'm on the Saka train. I might be convinced to go Kane, but um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens tonight. I'll wake up tomorrow and probably have a totally different view, but I'd love to know what you guys think. So please leave some comments. Let me know who should be captain this week and what you make of these expected points from Draft Hound. 
there you go guys hopefully that helps um if you didn't catch our live show this tuesday evening make sure you go and check it out on youtube we were joined in the studio by the main man fpl fella is he was absolutely amazing gave us a lot of insight into west ham united his club um and it was great to catch up with him and we also were joined by fpl obsessed matt who obviously wrote a book about FPL that I read. He was an incredible guest, uh, although his guest to player time wasn't fantastic. And to be honest with you, both of them were terrible at the quiz, but I'm sure you guys can do better. So make sure you go check it out. Make sure you like the video. Subscribe to the channel, please, guys. And yeah, I hope you like this video and look forward to seeing you on the next one. Till then, take care. Bye for now.